Welcome to Culturally Biased, the podcast for the people. And you know they got the touch like Midas. Them local pods give you a touch of the itis. If y'all subscribe to anything else, it must be a minus, man. The dopest combos every week, yeah, you know it's lit. And they always dropping jewels, better get a grip. Them topics hit like a no look left from Danny Swift. Them discussions are mean, you know the guests wanna be when shiz and O on the scene. Look, them animals at this podcast, ignore the poachers. And we coming for that spot, boy, I thought I told you. Current events, business tips for the culture. And that's including everyone except the poachers. Welcome to Culturally Biased, where we discuss everything in the culture, for the culture, by the culture, excluding the vultures. This is your host, O. We at episode 88. Mont Mitch. What's going on? What's going on? It's Mont Mitch. Still here. <laughs> where would you go? Started. Where would you go? Uh, today we have a we got very, coffee, very special guest. She's a, she's a returning guest. Yeah, I mean, she wanted... You can say she a day one. She's family now. Um, she got a lot of titles. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know. Real estate mogul, mompreneur, woman there. What is woman there? Jamisa McIver, CEO of Rosebud Investments. I can keep going, man. <laughs> What's up, Mies? Hey guys, it's the clap for me. I like when the little drum goes start clapping. Yeah. I need that. I need to hear that every day when I wake up. Like that's a vibe. That's motivation. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me back, man. I'm excited. Hey, I'm happy. Yeah, no to, I'm, I'm happy to be back. I know. I don't know if you noticed, but Shiz is no longer with us. I don't want you to be caught off guard. But okay. uh, I'll be paying attention. I just move <laughs> a lot, so I don't be having time to say things sometimes. But I always pay attention. Okay, I know if you knew. I mean, um. So we got a new host, Mont Mitch. Y'all can introduce yourselves, get acquainted. You know she's family, Mont. How you doing? <laughs> Hi. Look, look, I heard him talk about I'm still here. <laughs> I hear him. He act like he woke you fire one week or something like that. <laughs> he, got, he going on vacation. You know right now it's vacation time. Listen, it's yeah. all the specials. Listen, you already know. They running all the good specials, man. I ain't knocking you. I just came back from Cabo, and I want to go back. You know how the girls be like, take me back. Right. And this is vacation from five years ago. No, I'm ready to go back now. Look, like, why did I have to leave? You, still living, out, you still living out your suitcase, or you put all your clothes away? No, you know. Listen, I didn't even take the brush out the suitcase. <laughs> I went and tried to find, because it's this running joke about me and my wigs. I'm so silly. You right? Was... I got wigs still in the suitcase, yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Black These folk love drawing, living out the man. suitcase when they come back from vacation. Dog, you just that's all they want to do. You know what that do forever. Life. Yo, forever, man. You just reminded me. I got to get myself together. I have to go home and unpack for tomorrow. I had a very productive day today, though. We're going to get into all that. So, I so saw so, oh, speaking of vacations, I mean, I, I seen you was somewhere. It looked like it was no mosquitoes where you was at. At all. No mosquitoes, no lantern <laughs> bugs. No lantern bugs. Dog, it had them huts. I was like, yo, where the hell is she at, yo? I was in Cabo, man. I was in Cabo um, at this resort. I feel like I'm going to tell people, but I don't want to tell them now. When it's going to air? Because I don't want them popping up at my spot. I might got to go one more time before I let the world have it. It's, going, it's right. It aired tonight. It aired as soon as we get off air. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you, but I, I can't tell them yet. I'll tell them later. <laughs> they follow me on the gram, then they can know. Right. So, know. so it's been, I mean, you was first on, on with us 
2019, uh, I think that was like episode yeah, 20. Episode 24. So now it's crazy because you reached out to us and was like, yo, uh, through Sonia, which is a student loan yeah. doctor. And you was like, uh, you want to come on a podcast? I never, like when we first did it, I, I didn't know who you was. And you was like, how much do y'all charge? I'm like, man, we we just started. We don't want no money from you. You helping us, helping us out. So within within all that time, what's new? Just basically what you got going on now? Um, I, I can't even remember exactly what I was doing at that time. But just right now, I gradually grew from that time, just like you. Right. And, uh, the show. So now I have 23 properties. Okay. Um, I think when I was there, I might have still been in the single digits. Okay. I have four ch- children. I know when I was there, I was pregnant. Right. So, um, I didn't even that. know you hit that pretty yeah, well. I'm moving around. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? I said, you didn't even know you, you hit that pretty well. Yeah. I got four kids. I got four kids now. I literally just had a baby. Um, oh, April the baby. Okay. I literally just had a baby. I had her during COVID. I had her at home in a pool. It was crazy. Wow. So yeah, yeah I'm literally just reaping the benefits of just hard work and, yeah. Dedication, pretty much. Congratulations, congratulations. Thank you. Um, just to get back to that, uh, you had her in like a infinity pool, or you had her in one of those dollar store jobs. <laughs> so like, neither. All right. So like neither. <laughs> so it is like um no matter of fact, it was like a dollar store pool, but you have to. So when you having a baby at home, you order a certain the, type of pool. So the, the pool has a seat in it, it has a cup holder. No, it's just regular blue, but <laughs> it has certain amenities that are comforting to a fat person that got contractions. Because it's not easy. You know, I go natural all the time, but it never uh-huh. gets better. Okay? <laughs> it's the closest thing to death ever. I've never died, but I'm telling you, if I do die, I'm gonna <laughs> know what it sure. is. You gonna know what it feel like. It, like no, but I'm telling you, like, it ain't no joke. Yo, it's like something. Um, it's like post going around that says when a woman's in in uh, labor, she can experience up to like a hundred, pretty much almost double the the time amount of pain that a person is supposed to be able to endure. Wow. Normally, so we have superhuman strength when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got a little pool. Yeah, medicine. Blew it up, threw some water in there. I sat on the bench for a while. No, no medicine. No medicine. Okay. Good no medicine. Yeah. Right. Nah. <laughs> straight G for that. Like now I'm cool. Mm. I'm cool out the medicine, but all of my babies, are, um, I didn't take any medicine with. The only difference between those births and this one was that I was at home. I would actually promote that wholeheartedly. Okay. I mean, the pain is the pain, but be, being able to do it at my own pace made all the difference. I was in the comfort of my own home. I wasn't all numbed and drugged up. Okay. You know, you get those epidurals. You can't move your leg. Afterwards, <laughs> so you had a baby and you stuck. You know, after that, I was able to get up. Um, I got in the bed. I got food. I made like, milk. I made pepper steak. And I made spaghetti. So that when I was finished, my family wouldn't serve. Because, you know, okay. I ain't got my husband peanut butter and jelly in everybody until I got back on my feet. <laughs> so, you know, I, it was able, I was able to really really quickly. Yeah, man. I mean, no, he's great. But if. It's like eight in the morning. They extra peanut butter and jelly. Like he's gonna give it to him. Like that's what dad, that's fun dad. Like, no, that's, that's fun dad stuff. That's what dads do. Every so, kids want yeah. to give him. So since you so, sound like him. Right. 
Well, uh, since since all all this going on, um, <laughs> I see you was on you was in a couple magazines. Can you tell us about that? Um, yo, so it was crazy. I don't do um PR. Y'all right. know that because I slid in y'all DM like, what's the what's the tag? I'm about to pay it so I could promote myself. I've always been really big on self promotion. I don't believe in paying PR like because right. a, a public relations manager is pretty much just someone who has a connection. So you're paying them to make a connection with you know someone that they do it on one level or another right but i just feel like for me nobody can tell my story like me right. and I, I like to cut the gimmicks right yeah so when they like yeah get with her she'll help you get a house for a thousand dollars i mean i can right but you got to tell them the whole thing right right so right right what i what i do is I, I just been reaching out so i made yahoo finance um uh -huh. i made black enterprise it was crazy they read that and Forbes actually reached out to me uh -huh. in an email and they wanted to do um some type of like real estate video thing they had like this YouTube series then COVID came so nobody was really linking up right. but yeah they just started reaching out and I was able to spread my message I think that's how I my K you know you get some followers I was stuck at probably like 7,000 uh -huh. something but you know, after that, I went up. It was crazy. It was like 15,000, 20,000. I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. You was, nice up, you, you was up and you was stuck. <laughs> oh, man. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like the ratchet people say, you know, I, I, I be on Instagram trying to talk like them people. I'm like, yo, what do this even mean? Right. Like, what, what right. are you talking about? <laughs> so was, was, were you overwhelmed by all, all like this, this new success? Like, well, new fame? Um, No, I was I was prepared for it, to okay. be quite honest. Like, the so I just I think with success and growth and all of that stuff, you have to stay grounded as a person. I'm very humble. Right. Um, I'm very down to earth. I'm very authentic. So when you are being yourself, it don't really get too crazy. I mean, it's new. Right. So you start feeling like, uh, -uh like, what is this? But I adapt really well to stuff. So I just stepped in position because I know that this is bigger than me. Right. Like all, all of this is bigger than me. Like everything, my mission, everything that I'm teaching. All the gifts that you know God gave me is bigger than me, so right. Did it, it was different for sure, but did, it, it it was all right. Did you feel like anybody else around you started changing though? No, oh, they always do. Yeah, I I never understood more money, more problems. I used to sing it like uh -huh. now I sing it with my whole heart. I blast that like I'm bopping <laughs> my head and all that. <laughs> <laughs> they say money don't. They say money don't change people. Change the people around you. That's a fact. Um, and I got a real big heart too. It might be the Virgo in me. I'm very compassionate, yeah. you know, but with that, you got to understand because I'm one of those people that want everybody to go. I want everybody For to sure. win. I want everybody to be okay. However, I put a lot of work in. People don't understand, like, not even just being a wife, not even just being a mom. Um, I live like two hours away from everything. Yeah. Everything that I do that's associated with work. Yeah, I, I was supposed to be on the show with you guys. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's two hours. I'm not going to be able to do it. And yeah. the only reason why I wasn't going to be able to do it was because I had to shoot a video today. Like, I wanted to make a little Rosebud commercial. Okay. Um, I had to do a link up with Steven Jackson and Rashid Wallace. Literally, yeah. I haven't even... I didn't eat. And I'm on my way to a seminar. I got to do a seminar. I got to be there at 8 o'clock. I'm going to be late. Like, people don't understand when they asking me for things and I'm giving it to them. Right. I had to work for that. Right. You yeah. know, so when you start handing stuff out too much, it becomes expected and then the obligation set in and it get real weird. Yeah, you booked you booked them busy. I, I seen you. I seen one day that you was on. Um, you were skyping Rashid Wallace. What what y'all got going on? What y'all got in the works? 
So he, him and Steven Jackson, they are advocates for Stop the Violence. They're marching. They're out going to different cities and they're feeding the homeless. And they both ended up in the city. So I went live with both of them. Right. So Rashid Wallace, I actually was on my Instagram. I was able to save it and upload it to my YouTube. But when I did Steven Jackson, I didn't get a chance to save that one. But I actually had one with him. But I was on his Instagram. Right. So when they came to Philly, they was like, where's that girl? That Philly girl. I like her. It was good energy. Um, Because I sponsored them like two or three times, you know, and I didn't pitch. You know, every time somebody get next to somebody that's of a higher caliber, they want something. You know, they shoot right. a little shot, throwing they requested. It was just general, like genuine support for me. Right. Um, and they liked that. So once they hit my city, they said, "Yo, I'm in your city. Pull up." And um, we was on the news together. That's dope. And we did some filming together. Just little stuff. Took them to some of my little properties. Well, I tried to get them to come to one of my bandos, but I didn't realize <laughs> they were that tall. Listen. <laughs> Listen, like on camera, obviously they're a professional athlete, so they're tall. Right. However, I did not realize what tall actually was until I was standing next to him. I'm like, bro, I've come to your waist. That's is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just supporting them in their journey though, because they like, you know, advocating for black on black crime, and they trying to stop it, and they trying to stop police brutality, and they trying to stop poverty. So they make yeah. their way through different states, and they feed people, and they march, and yeah, I'm just here for it. Is that how y'all only um, linked up was through social media or did y'all cross paths before? No, I crossed paths because somebody, it was like a referral. It was like, I think Jamisa would be good. Um, her name is Kiana. Shout out to Q Connect. She deals closely with them. She was like, I think Jamisa would be a real good fit mm -hmm. for this. And she was right. Uh -oh. The link up came. Because you know when this, it got to be organic too. But somebody right. be like, I think this person is cool. You still got to meet him and see, because I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right, somebody else's <laughs> perspective for you good. might not yeah. be your perspective, right? Absolutely. I feel like I feel like um with all that with all the link ups, I feel like a, a lot of women. It's a lot of women empowerment, and y'all empower each other like you, uh, Sonia, yep. Ra uh, Ranisha, Credit Medic, Ranisha. Yeah. Tasha, how you how like uh, Tasha? What, what's Tasha Instagram? Um, Bella. Uh, Bella. Yeah, Bella, Bella Nurse. Nurse. Oh um, my God, yo, I never love nobody like I love Bella, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> she got one of the yo. I, now I'm a pure heart individual. Right. Her, man, she got one of the purest hearts ever. Like, and she's so humble. It's crazy because you talk about me with big boss talk. She a big big boss. Like, <laughs> alright, I'm a big boss. I ain't gonna dim my light, but her. And she just carried it so well. And she, I remember first being there, she just embraced me. And we clicked instantly. That's my sister now. We, we talk right. and text all the time. So. Yeah, shout out to Tasha. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, man, that's my baby. So how does it feel like to empower one, each, one, one another, you know? It's, it's necessary. Together. It feels good to me because I just feel like it ain't just about you stunting and shining. It's about putting other people on, too. Right. Like, JC said it best. We measure success by how many people successful next to you. That's the real thing. So, talk the fact talk. that I can call my friends. And we, like, tomorrow, we flying private to Atlanta. And we renting out a few cars. Got the Aventadors and the Ghosts out. Big flex. And we going to just have fun. Big flex. Like, I had, no, I'm telling you, and it's calm. I said, yo, I just got my first Birkin. How I wear this? Seriously, like, <laughs> yeah. I guess you gotta have people because we don't come from money, right. and I think that's what makes everybody in my circle so real. Because we don't right. come from money, mm, right. but we carrying it. We got it now. I mean, we we doing it right, and we also showing other girls like, yo, you can do it this way. You can have it your way. It's not about depending on nobody. Like I'm, I'm married as well, but 
it's to the point where my bag's so heavy, if he ever fall off, I can help him. It's not one of those things where I give a person the power to feed me and then he could right. starve me. It's not like that. So right. you got to promote that empowerment amongst women because we are already against different battles. Like, we got a right. lot of shit going on already. Yeah, for so sure. So you can help sure. the person next to you. Why not? You know, and I'm like that, not just with women, with everybody, especially the people that look like me. That's right. why I'm heavy sharing the knowledge. Like, I'll go live for 100 hours giving them free game because I want them to win, too. Right. Uh, that brings me to one of my questions. Like, do you feel like you have to um, go on social media to, like, show how show your success for no. people to believe you or for people to want to <laughs> deal with you or... <laughs> Nah, I mean, it, it comes down to a thing where people want to see certain things like that is I'm a very public person, but I keep a lot of my lifestyle private. Like you might catch me here and there. I'll walk in front of my door, but you don't know. Like you get what I'm saying? Certain stuff I don't show right? because you don't want to show too much. That makes you a target. Yeah, because like, I've seen your walks and all. I'm definitely licensed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you I got the blicky. That's the South Philly, man. That's South Philly. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not. It, you got to protect yourself. I don't care. For sure. Because people see things and they want what you got. And yeah. they're not going to work for it. They feel like they're going to take it. You're not going to take anything from me. Um, I have lawyer money. I have bell money. <laughs> Please don't bother me. But um, no, I, I feel like there's a limit to what you should show. So I show certain things, um, but I, I limit it because I don't want you coming at me because of what I got. I'm doing this mm -hmm. more, for more than a Chanel bag. You right. see what I'm saying? It's deeper than that right. for me. It's for the generational wealth and the legacy. But yeah, a lot of people, you got to make them believers. But here's the thing, me showing, because I motivate a little bit, like I post my car, but mm -hmm. I didn't post it when I first got it. I post my car maybe two months after I got it. Mm -hmm. right. Like they pulled it up. It was delivered. I had a bow on it. Right. It was like, that's content, that's content. I, I felt like I just wanted to enjoy it, you know, right. in peace. But I, I, everything not for everybody, because then it's like, y'all expecting a Tesla now. Like, y'all expecting, right. oh, she bought it in cash, how can I do that? Y'all had to work for that. They don't understand. I wake up like four in the morning sometimes. They don't know when I'm up all night writing ebooks. like, they don't understand what come with it. So I don't, it depends. Um, The bait you use will determine the fish you catch. Right. I feel like that. I feel like a, a lot of people they see the they see the success, but they never mm -hmm. see the grind or right. the work put in. They, like nobody wants to do the work nowadays. Everybody yeah, wants the yeah. gift, but don't want to be so present. They, they probably see me sitting like, damn, mm -hmm. bro. Like, let me go down here and just try get the, get all these how she get all these properties and all that. When it ain't it ain't that easy. You know what I mean, so at all. At all, and I, I try to tell them that all the time. So when it comes down to showing people stuff, like I'll show you a little bit of a little bit, but it and ain't it's not, about that. and it's not it's stunting. Not it's just more like a motivational, motivation. just for motivational low. purposes. Like, it's low. And you know what's crazy too? When I post my little stuff and I do my one too, I'm telling the truth about how I got it. Like right. I told them, yo, this was on my vision board for three years. I bought it in cash because I don't do car notes, and in the beginning my credit wasn't good. Right. I tell them my credit is good now, but this is how it got good. Like, I talk to them about the journey. So it's not just about, oh, look what she got. No. It's like, how did she get that? Because right. I think a lot of people leave that out, too. You see them bankrolling and all that, but they ain't really telling you the man hours they put in to get that. Yeah. So now you have unrealistic expectations, and that's not about. For sure, for sure. So being as though, being as though like, you, you, you came up, like, like, all the properties you have, how do you feel about, like, generational wealth? You feel like, like you change it, you change you change the cycle for your family. For sure. I feel like it's necessary because 
we got to live this life and we only get to live it once. We got right. people that we love. And I see people like come and go, live and die. And then I see the generation after that doing the same stuff. Like, why is it that we still going to college? And I'm not knocking anybody that has a college degree or anything right. like that. But why is it we going in debt to go to college to get a degree that we can't afford? And then we can't even get a house after that because right. our debt to income ratio is so high. Or you can get a student loan, but you can't get a mortgage. Or you can, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Why are we even still working for people? The people that we're getting degrees for to work, those companies are ran or owned by people who don't have college degrees. Right. Or they got them afterwards. You know? But that, that degree doesn't determine where you can go. So I'm doing it for my kids. Y'all got options. Like, I, whatever they want to be when they grow up, fine. I'm supportive. That's my job as a parent. It's a vibe. You know, I'm here for it. But they're not going to be stuck. Like, right. I'm doing this because I got to that struggle mentality and we get so we get so caught up in the struggle mentality that it's like you know the nada <laughs> so um with the with the pandemic and everything going on you know a couple people had a lot of pua money were they coming <laughs> down were they coming down to you to uh to invest in like uh you know the answer the to that man the share not as many all that. people that should have not as many people that i was about to have. say I of did, course that was a no i did cause... save a lot of people um <laughs> But it was some people, they was too busy at sex. Like, I would only be able to catch them if I was at, at Neiman Marcus and I wasn't there. Like, I was getting to it. All right. You was so at the Dodge dealership. I was able to talk to. Right. And you know, some people, you know, I'm going to catch them later because they got to be ready, too. Right. Right. So it's not about the information could be there. Those things can be available. If you're not ready to execute on it, you're not going to do it. You can't force a person into greatness. So, no, a lot of people blew that bag. Um, some people still got it. They still making a weekly claim. So if you hear this and you down to your last little bit, make it count. Right. It's never what you do. It's always how you do it. Like you got that free money. Let that be your start. Right. So how how is business as far as you know Rosebuds and all the whole sheriff cell thing? I mean, it's really good. Um, the sheriff cell actually paused, so they didn't have a live auction since February. Okay. Other states have opened up, so my staff have taken some clients over to Baltimore. We've been moving around. But as of this month, I decided to host my own private auction. I mean, I have a ton of houses. I have wholesalers that's trying to get property sold. So I'm like, it's a way for everybody to eat. So now oh. I'm doing private auction. So there's no more sheriff sellers, Rosebud. So that's major. Same thing, though. $600, $1,000 to play. All that. It's, it's going to be the same rules. We just going to change the dynamics so we can make it more broad for that's everybody to be able to take advantage of it. I, I hear you said about uh, Baltimore. So, do you think like uh -huh. the market in Philly is saturated for housing? No, mm -mm. it's something for everybody. I can still get properties literally in Philadelphia, like South Philadelphia, and it's crazy because a lot of people can't get South Philly. South Philly right. houses right now on market two fifty. Okay. Two fifty. I just got one for thirty. So, oh. what's for you is for you. Because I think we don't exhaust our resources the way we should. Everybody knows somebody that is struggling to pay. Everybody knows somebody that owns a band, though. My grandma owned property. Everybody got a pop-up. Like, back in the day, they did what they were supposed to do um, in terms of ownership and stuff like that. I can say that. My right. old folks, both my maternal side and my fraternal side. I know my mom's grandfather, which is my great-grandfather, he had a slew of properties. Um, and he got old and was letting them go. And I'm like, yo, Papa, what, what you about to do? Let me at least help you sell them. You know, let me help you with that. Y'all know that my first property came from my grandma. I had bought that from her. So they did what they supposed to do. I just think it's up to us as a generation to step up and pick up where they left off. We got to get the baton. Right. Some of us, like, real lazy and entitled. Like, 
oh, I don't want to do this. I don't know about this and that. It's so many people I know gave away houses because it was a headache. They ain't feel like being bothered. Yeah. Cause like, my, I'm not, I don't want to deal with that. I'm like, you don't want to deal with it. <laughs> you don't want to deal with money, huh? Those people's a rent. They like, rent yeah. <laughs> You don't want to deal and with And that's paper. crazy. You know how much money you spend with rent? Like, that. that's the thing. And it's crazy. I was on live yesterday and we were talking about just flipping houses really quick or wholesaling. Somebody asked me in the comments, what if I get stuck with a house? I said, what if you get stuck with an asset? How you stuck with opportunity? Like, you really got to shape the way we think right. as people. She said, what if I get stuck with it? I said, call me. That's a great problem mm -hmm. to be stuck with. You're right. stuck with a lot less, you know? So you got to just change the mindset of our people. And eventually they'll get it or not. Right. It ain't for everybody. So. so would you say right now that Philly is it a buyer or seller's market? Both. Oh. Equally. And it's aggressive. I mean, when it comes down to the sellers, they houses only sticking around for a week. No lie. Like, they going. Uh -huh. Because everybody wants to get it. They feel like, oh, the recession. People don't understand the economy. You got to really understand economics because it's not just a recession. We're all going to just go broke. It's not how it works. Right. But properties are selling fairly quickly. However, I feel like it's equal opportunity because as a buyer, there's vast inventory. So you have a lot of things to buy. You have several options. Um, COVID came through. A lot of people couldn't pay rent. A lot of people couldn't pay mortgage. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people had the opportunity to not pay rent, you know, so they got a little bit of paper saved up. That's good for a seller. Right. If you're a buyer, you can take advantage of the fact that people got into situations where they need money now and they're ready to sell, you know? So I don't know. I'm thinking it's real equal right now. I can't say that one is outweighing the other in my eyes. Okay. What do you, what do you think about the low interest rates right now for buying houses and things like that? No, that's not even my lane. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. I got one mortgage out of all 23. And when I got in, I just had to get in where I fit in. Right. Um, my interest rate, it wasn't sky high, but I was at like a five. So then they offered me a refund not too long ago. But I practice what I preach. So the property that I purchased, it's a million dollar home, but I got it for a little over 300,000. Uh -huh. um, it was somebody that was losing a property. I pay mansion tax on it. This joint big, like 7,000 square feet. Damn. So I had to get a mortgage for it. I had to. But I don't push mortgage on first-time homebuyers right. because they make that a thing. Like, that's the way the system is. Oh, yeah, first-time homebuyers, FHA. And that's a 30-year loan. That's not your house. Right. Like, if you don't <laughs> make one or two payments, it's back at the bank. And here I am at the auction buying your crib. And you didn't do right. all that. So when it comes to interest rates, I mean, they is what they is. They low. If that's what you want to, grab it while it's hot. But right. me personally, I would advise people to buy in cash because it's not as hard as it seems. A lot of people get discouraged. Cause they don't understand the process, but it's not that bad. Yeah. So, real quick about the first-time homebuyers. So, should people mm -hmm. go through those programs, like those first-time homebuyer programs, or what should someone do if they want to at least purchase their first house? If they tired of renting, uh, going through landlords and all that other stuff, but they that really don't have to. Like what that you saying? Like, but what what would be a stepping stone for a person that's just like starting from the beginning right. and don't really have that knowledge? Right. I would say those programs not bad. You just got to use it to your advantage. Don't get caught into a thirty year mortgage. You don't even know what your next five days gonna be like, let alone the next five years and then times that by six. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a lot. So I would definitely say literally go to the auction. So don't don't be scared. Like if if it's, if you don't have no other option, okay, do it. Right. But don't be afraid to buy a house that may need a little bit of work. Because you got to think about it like this. I get a property in cash, it might need a little bit of work. Because it's all about sacrifice at the end of the day. And I tell people, the money comes in the patience. It's the waiting. It's not the buying of a property or an uh -huh. asset or the selling of it. It comes in that waiting period, that appreciation. 
So I would tell them, hey, listen, go get something that need a little bit of work. Whatever you was doing, keep doing that. Thug it out for a little while. Right. The same mortgage payment you was going to make every month for 30 years, invest that in yourself. Go to Home Depot. Like, make this a gradual project because then you can make the house the way you want it. Right. Don't, I don't care what nobody say. When y'all get the mortgages, that's not your dream home. That's why you go in there and paint it. You go in there and change the floor. Like, if it was your dream home, you wouldn't have to touch it. Right. So at least if you're getting something for a little bit cheaper that requires a little bit of work, you can fix it up to your liking. I think a lot of people stuck on an instant gratification. So it's like, I'm going to get this because it's all fixed up. It's going to make me comfortable. Mm-hmm. But like the craziest things are birthed with discomfort. No lie. Right. Serious. So I tell people, be patient. Like weigh your options. Don't be so quick. They just go at the first thing somebody throw you. Them FHA loans, they exhausting. They tiring. Like even for me, I ain't going to lie. For FHA, because even though I was an investor, that was my first primary residence. You know, on paper, that's how it was. So I could still do it. Right. I already owned several properties. I owned about 19, 20 properties when I did it. And it was so hard. I was about to kill the deal. I'm like, yo, no. Like, I would rather just go buy the same stuff I'm saying to y'all. I'm like, I don't even care. Like, the incentive was that it was a really big house and a gated community for the kids. It was that, the school district. But the process, I'm like, bro, I buy a house houses all the time why do i have to go through all this i didn't like it and that was from a <laughs> professional standpoint right so i can just imagine for somebody that don't have no knowledge and it's their first time how irritating it could be okay so what, what do you think but about, um i mean what, i don't know you got you got to do what makes you comfortable and what works for you okay um are you looking into buying like an apartment complex or anything like that i am i got my first seven unit um so i'm, I'm working on turning that into a personal care home oh you already okay. got your foot in the door yeah, yeah, my I feel like, but I got it for two thousand at the auction. Ain't wow. nothing made up. Real rap. See, this is what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. hear seven unit like, damn, she in there. Yeah, for two thousand. People spending that on bags and shoes. But um, my plan for that is to turn it into a personal care home, which is like a upscale version of Section Eight. So the government will pay you up to three hundred thousand a year per person. If I put seven people in there, that's a multi million dollar building in itself. You know, you right. can do the same thing with single families. So that's because I feel like more, you're able to maximize your earning potential while minimizing the liability. Like a property is a liability because it's a liability. Something could go wrong. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you got three units in one building instead of three houses spread out, you're doing better. You're maintaining it, if that makes sense. Today, so I'm, I'm always on units. Um, I'm looking for real big ones. I got a lot of big names that have been reaching out to me wanting a partner and they, they pretty much own whatever I'm on. So I got a lot of financial backing now. Because y'all know I was doing everything in cash. And that was yeah. killing me. I was <laughs> like, you, oh my God. You kept showing up with I the brown like you kept showing up with the brown paper bag to all your, uh, <laughs> for all your properties, huh? Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad situation, man. But when y'all know no better, that's how you do it. Like, I wasn't taught financial education early on. Right. Even when it came down to buying real estate. I didn't know how. My grandmom said, hey, look, you're really responsible. I need you to look after this property for me. Yeah. I said, okay. And I didn't know what she was talking about. She was living in it, right? And then she passed away. I'm like, oh, no, you mean, like, watch it, watch it. Oh, wait, no, it's mine? Oh, damn, it's taxes? Oh, I got paint this joint. Like, it got really crazy for me. Yeah. So I ended up selling it. I was overwhelmed. Right. Um, And I had something to prove after that because it's like, normally, a person get a lot of money, they fumble the bag. That was never me, though. Like, I, I was never stupid, ever. And then I'm like, all right, if I bought one house, I mean, I sold one house, I made this much money, I should go buy more houses. So in that, it was just a doing, I started to learn. 
But ain't nobody talk to me about credit. I ain't have a 790 until I need it. Right. I mean, you can always benefit from having it, but nobody taught me leverage and all of that stuff. So yeah, I was showing up with cash. Like there's a lot of stories out here floating around now on podcasts where people like, yo, back then she was showing up to the closing table with cashiers checks. Like I had a little name for myself before I even knew. Like, yeah, that's the little drone with the money. Like that was a thing. <laughs> nobody told me, bro, we're out here financing. Why do you keep showing up with money? I didn't know. Uh, you can't. I didn't know I had spent all my money too in the beginning. Yeah, I spent all yeah, of Yeah, you it. kept showing up with them brave envelopes with all the money in, too. <laughs> Yo, manila man. envelopes. Pushing it on the table to the side. Like, uh, me, I was on buyer's list before I even knew what a buyer's list was. But it shaped me. It shaped me into the person that I am. And that's why I'm really good for mentoring and all that stuff. Because I could teach people how to do it. Right. I could teach people how to, like, get it. And it's from experience. It's not... I heard somebody say it or I'm passing along secondhand information. It's like, no, I actually did that. Instead of this, you should do that. You know, it makes me really qualified to teach. That's why I kind of stay away from like the weird promotion. Like if, if you follow me, um, I don't know if you follow me yet, but you'll see all of my posts is genuine. It's authentic. It's not a social media manager. It's not clickbait. It's none of that. It's right. not said what I said. And here's the proof if you want it. And I think that make it raw for the people to relate to. Right. Now you, you said something about um with your credit score and everything. Can you yeah. tell us can you tell us uh, everybody like what's the difference between like trade line credit, business and just like regular credit? What what's That's the difference? That's crazy. I'm actually staying with my big sister right now. She is the best at credit repair. Like I don't care what name you ever heard when it came to credit. She taught them like she she's it. So she actually taught me a lot of new things about credit. Business credit is business credit. That's credit specifically designed for your business. So it's not personally attached to you. A trade line is somebody else's credit. That's you being attached to somebody else's line of credit to boost your score temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, an active line of credit is like a credit card that you would, you know, go get. I actually give my clients, when they book with me, I give them $14,500 worth of unsecured credit. Not the secure cards, because I feel like, you know, if you get a five hundred dollar card and you had thirty percent, I think that's like ninety dollars. If I'm not, what was it? Three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah, three hundred yeah. is so the like, ninety dollars. Yeah. So here's my thing, though. That's your money that you tied up. So if you get a flat tire and you had to go replace your tire, because ninety dollars not a lot of money. However, if you at thirty percent, you are you damned already. It's counterproductive <laughs> yeah. at that point because they say thirty, but real people know you're supposed to be at like six percent, yo. Like 10% is all right, but you're supposed to be super low, like 2%. That's how you benefit. Mm -hmm. And for the elite, they have multiple credit cards, so it's easier for them to manage their usage. For us, we're getting it where we fit in. So we're getting whatever we can get, and we're using it because we're taught to spend money. We have consumer mindsets. We don't have investor mindsets. That makes a difference. So, I mean, yeah, business credit is where it's at because you can go play around with it without it hurting you. Cause it take a long time to build a name. It take a couple minutes to build a business. So I will always pitch that. Why are um, there? I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No. What was your question? No. Just I wonder why. Why are there like, those type of penalties with like um, secure credit cards? Like, like you said, is your money not designed for you to win? Cause secure credit cards mean you show me how you about to act with your money, so I can determine if I want to give you my money. We gotta. We gotta prove to people. Whereas though, with other people. They are already authorized users. They got them trade lines from they folks. So they jump in with credit. For, they never had to secure anything. You mm-hmm, get what I'm saying? Right, mm-hmm. The game rigged. It ain't for us to win. 
But if you learn the rules, you're supposed to teach your folks how to play it. That's the right. thing. Like everybody, it's a, it's a game and it's rigged. Da, da, da. That means it's supposed to be played. So you learn and you pass on that information and you make it work for you and your family. Those other kids, the privileged people, I mean, I don't know. If I, can, I don't even feel bad. My kid's privileged. I'm with it. I can't wait to add them on my stuff. Here you go, kids. Right. Like, I'm with it. But for us, we don't know no better. So the first thing we do when we in college, they, we get the Victoria's Secret card. We mm-hmm. want to walk around with the sweatsuit. Just a bunch of nut dumb stuff. You mean? Get the little cards. We want to be fly. So we getting the credit cards and we buying stuff. We spending that money not realizing that it's damaging because we're spending it before we are making it. So right. We can't afford to actually pay for it. Now you got to charge off or close the account or whatever the case may be. Now you got to fix that. But you ain't got money to pay for no credit repair. But if somebody else give you another credit card, you're going to take it. You're going to do this same thing. Mm-hmm. Now you look up. You got five closed accounts. You're in a situation where your credit's bad and you're 20. But you got bad credit and you're 24. Like, you're right. 20, bro. Your life didn't even start. All because you got some cards and bought some shoes and sneakers that went out of style or out of season. Right. That's the thing, like you said, because because they don't know any better. So, with with yeah, that, they don't. But I don't think that's an excuse because I didn't know any better either. I just kind of figured stuff out as mm-hmm. I went along. You gotta want to know better. You gotta go around places where you can learn better. Right. It ain't just about I don't know, so I'm gonna just settle for what it is. Ain't no settling. You gotta really step up to the plate and make that count. True indeed. Sure. So in this in this market, Mies, what do you like? Uh, People that's out here trying to buy property, what do you what do you uh suggest? Rent or flip? Um, me, it's a bias. So I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth, but I'm gonna tell you my version first. So I say rent. I say buy and hold all day because you want that consistent income. However, right. for a person that's just starting out, a rental property is nothing more than just a monthly paycheck because it's one tenant, right? right? Now at my level, it's like it's more. So in the beginning, I definitely say flip your first one, take that capital and reinvest it. Because right. with your flip, you're going to get more money at once. Whereas though with rental, it's going to be a slow grind. They're going to pay you every month, but you might have to pay bills associated with the properties or pay your own bills. You know, you still have to live. Right. So if you flip real quick, you'll make a, an immense amount and then you'll be able to take that money and reinvest it into other properties. So you can kind of grow. The same thing I did, as a matter of fact. That's not biased. Right. That's what I did. I sold the first one. I bought a lot of them afterwards. So yeah, just follow the blueprint. <laughs> you better get your pins out Get your pins and pads out I'm hollering man They don't be listening They like they like my voice They be like I heard you I heard you But they don't feel me though Yeah Um Real quick Um I know I hear that you was uh Talking about like Back to like Rashid Wallace And all the people you work with I've noticed that you've been working with Like mm-hmm. uh Other people outside of like Those um like the sports guys, like you've been working with a lot of social media um, tycoons, as I say, like the Derek Graces, the Annette yeah. uh, Piles, and uh, like how was that? How was that experience? And also, how did that? <laughs> how did those linkups happen? Wow! When I tell you, I want to be most authentic people ever. First of all, I'm like the poster child for I said what I said. I'm gonna right. just tell you that I don't mind sharing either. So I'm a wealth of knowledge, obviously. Mm. With Annette Paul, I slid in her DM like. Yo, you about to have a seminar about generational wealth? Well, I'm a generational wealth person because blah, blah, blah. So at the time, you know, everybody is guarded in the beginning. So at the time, she was like, you know, I'm booked up. I don't got no more room for no more speakers. But if something else come up, I'll let you know. All right, cool. So I went out to Detroit. I bought a ticket anyway. I bought a platinum ticket. That was the highest ticket she had. I sat in the front just to show her that I wasn't one of those people that wanted something for nothing. Right. Right. So I showed up to 
the border. I popped up. They had a little Q one night. I introduced her. She's like, that's you, you here. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Like, so after that, we linked. I think I treated her to a spa day after that, something like that. And, and, you know, it was genuine. You got to respect what's real. Right. So when you bring that to a person and they authentic as well, that's how it go. Now with Derek, right? That was a little different. I had shared some solid information with somebody that he was close with. And then that person went on to tell him. And he didn't, he didn't remember everything I said. So one night he called me and was like, yeah, I was just sharing this information with DG. Can you uh, tell him how it worked? So I'm like, yeah. So I just told him how it worked. I hung up. I didn't even say hi. It didn't dawn on me like, damn, I just was talking to Derek Grace. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I was momming. I'm in the middle of momming. So I told him what I said, you know. And I hung up the phone. And after that, we ended up DMing each other back and forth. And um, he had this private mastermind. And he flew me out. He was like, I want you to be here. You super smart. And then I came. I taught again. Just it wasn't rushed because I was, you know. And we clicked because he, he's a smart person and he's attracted to other smart people. He had me and a lot of other powerhouses in their respective field. And after that, he said he wanted to do a partnership. So it'd be real organic. So the biggest thing I could tell a person that wants to collaborate with those type of people is just bring volume. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can bring volume and then that person is able to reciprocate, you good. That's all they're looking for. They don't want the people that starstruck or just weird like, Oh my god you, everybody mm. got a follower i mean being an influencer comes with it right but you just want to make sure that you got something that they they need mm-hmm. right and, and then it, they'll give you what you need and it's safe to say that you should surround yourself and, with people that know more than yeah. you sure me um, for years yeah little big um, sis um, a lot of times and it, it's a good feeling though yeah i'm a little bit damn i know i was smart but it's so normal to me now when I when I receive that love from other people, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Because a lot of people claim or they portray a certain image like they are experts in a certain field, but they know just a little bit about a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's real hard, especially in this industry, to find a person that's genuine. So, um, yeah, you got to surround yourself with people that's smarter than you all the time. Or that you know, can't a, little, be afraid at least know to a little give. bit more something different than you yeah. know. Yeah, because I understand like yeah, why, or why don't you got to sharpen your tool. Right, right. Because I don't. Sometimes I feel like, like, why don't we like working together with or collabing with certain people? Why is like, no, I don't want them mm-hmm. to know my. I don't want them to know what I'm getting into, or I don't want them taking any ideas from me. Like, or they don't want to see you doing mm-hmm. better. Than or they don't want to see you doing, doing better. better. That's the that's the house nigga mentality though. Like, it's like, oh, I, I, the lights on me. I want it all to myself. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I'm the star of the show. I wanted the whole like. That's why it's like that. Like, yeah, I want you to win, but if you win it, it's somebody that you, you mentioned earlier that's like that. I ain't going to name drop because I don't feel like being messy, but <laughs> they do that, though. It's like right. when you start to come up, it's a problem because right. you make them feel less relevant. But you got to have that confidence. Like, I made a lane for myself. This is my lane. I don't care who do it. Like, I don't, it's right. everybody do real estate, but they not me. For sure. And I, I'm a firm believer of what's for me is for me. So you got to... uh. You gotta just believe it and stand on it. Tell the tell the people about this seminars you hosting now. Man, I'm so busy. I'm on my way to a seminar right now. It started at eight. It's eight twenty. I'm late. I don't know if y'all want to come see me in person. The vibe is there. The energy is there. I might feed you, but I'm going to probably be late. <laughs> y'all might want to just tap into some of these courses because y'all can always replay them. Right. The game is there. Like I'm telling you, listen. Every course I got on my university is over an hour, and there's no it's like what I'm talking about now is that. 
that's not watered down. It's not half of it, and then you got to buy something else. So y'all might want to just kind of tap into the courses or um, book my investment call. My investment call making people a lot of money. I had a person do the call and make 200000 off uh, that one call. So, yeah. I mean, my seminars, it ain't a lot. I got one coming up that's pretty cool. I don't actually have a date for it yet because I'm doing a collaboration with someone else. Uh-huh. But nah, when it comes to seminars, it be for the hype. Like, I don't want no photo up. I, I, I would love to see you guys. I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> I want y'all to take the information more than just the excitement of being the, in the situation in the with a person that you look up to. For sure. You don't want to you don't want to be the person on the opposite of the picture. They saying me and me and sis working together. <laughs> I mean, I don't even care about that. It's promo. Go ahead. Y'all can say what y'all want. Like, I, I get my kicks out of really helping people. Like, so when people like, can we take a picture? Yeah, what you gonna do? If you ain't gonna sell it, it don't make sense. But all right, like me, I'll take cheese if me, that's what you want. Me and sis working, we working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well, I had so much fun building with sis. The people like, oh, what y'all about to do? You know, know, you know, it's for the I mean, grand, yeah. man. They doing it for the grand. Like, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, we got something crazy, in the works. Crazy. crazy out here. Yo, um, speaking of your uh, courses and everything, can you give us like a, if not a summary or like a brief rundown on how your course works, or I guess for people who will be interested in what you do or what you can do to help them. Um, in short, I'm serious. So I'm going to say, yeah, where are we starting from and where are we going? And then based off the answers to the, the little intake questions that I have, I'm going to get you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got credit and no money, I'm going to tell you how to use that credit to get money. If you got money and no credit, I'm going to tell you how to build your credit. If you don't have either, I'm going to tell you how to get into oh. it. If you got both, I'm going to tell you how to maximize it. When you said, when you, when you just said, but when you don't have both, because the, uh, when you said you don't have both because your phone broke up, uh, you can you repeat that? You said if you don't have money or credit, you'll show them how to do what again? How to get it. Okay. That's basically it. In a nutshell, she's going to show you how to get it. Yeah, it started It started um, getting fuzzy after a while. But yeah, I'm going to tell you how to get it. The call is tailored to everybody, which is which that's what makes it really cool because I can help all kinds of people. Like I can help all, regardless of where you start from. A lot of people get discouraged because they're like, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, or I'm not ready. And they kind of count themselves out. But you shouldn't do that because it's opportunity for everybody. It's so much stuff that you can do from exactly where you are. And that's what that's about. Now, the courses, they break down certain aspects and certain... Now, what was the last question I asked you? Oh, I asked um. How do I feel about the gurus, the fake people, just selling the weird information? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody out there that's buying them tickets, fact check. Y'all worth more than it. Like, don't just let people get y'all money off of a name or off of a couple followers. Like, really do your research and make sure that these people are who they say they are right. and that they, they mean business because y'all work hard for that money. And a lot of these people... They just taking it. So you gotta make sure thank you. So you gotta make sure that um hi. So you gotta make sure hey guys. So you gotta make sure that you you doing it the right way. Right. Um, for the people that's out there doing it, I think you know, karma is a thing. So. Alright, we gonna we gonna wrap it up, Mish. Alright, because this is like the, the uh it's just getting crazy. Alright. Them people in there waiting for you. <laughs> Uh, I'm here though. It's a it's a pleasure as always. I connect with y'all again for sure. We, we, for sure, we sure. We appreciate you coming on. We wish you the best of luck as always. No problem. Thank you for having me. For sure. Thank you. 
Alright, um, this is Coach Lee Bias, episode 88, rate, review, subscribe. That was Rose, CEO of Rosebud's Investments, Jamisa McIver. You know what I mean? Mom, Mitch, you got anything to say to the people before we roll out? Follow on Instagram. Um, follow us. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think, how we doing. You ain't got nothing crazy to I say this week. I got my NPR voice on. You ain't got nothing crazy to say this week? I, I mean, I do. What you got to say? Not crazy, but... Somebody actually recognized me from the show. And you uh, popping already, cuz. But listen, rap, it ain't what you think it was. <laughs> what stupid. happened? I want to hear this story real quick. stupid. So, I'm in, uh, I'm in Dollar Tree, right? I'm buying my salmon and cat litter from out the Dollar Tree. You know, got to get that salmon. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm in line, and the cashier was like, I had the hoodie on, and then she was like, um, like you know them Cause um, I listen to them Like you listen to them So I'm like I'm like I mean I I, I am them I'm, <laughs> Right I, yeah. I, I, I do this now She's like Oh my god that, oh, That's crazy You know I'm, I listen to the show She liked the show But now She's counting her change She's counting Giving the lady Little white lady Giving her some change And that's in front of me So I guess the cashier is, you know, taking the change out. She's talking to me about the show. And the change uh, flew out of hand or whatever, and it hit the lady in the hand. So the lady's like, hey, uh, come on, don't don't throw any money at me. And then turns around to me and like, unless it's dollars. What? Like, miss, get out, of, get out of the line. So my salmon's getting warm, you know. But that's what happened. I was in Dollar Tree. Shout out to uh, Elaine with your old name. Man, you got uh, you got you got dollars you got dollar store groupies now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yo, she she listened to the show, so that's what's up, man. Rate review, rate review, subscribe. We'll be back next week with some more some more dope stuff. Hopefully, we'll be back. Why wouldn't we be back, man? All right, man. The static. Man. Shout out T, man, on the boards, man. We out.